Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about how stasis is broken by design. If you're listening to this on any of the other places that these videos or podcasts hit, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. There's also, if you're watching the YouTube channel where these uploads hit, there's usually a card up in the corner at the beginning and the end of the video to bring you over to the live channel. That's usually when these hit. Uh, And as always, you should be bookmarking sntrnetwork.com for all the new features that are coming down the road. So Stasis is Broken by Design is something that I was kind of inspired to do a talk about because recently in this chat uh, and even recently on the Rageous Roundtable, a lot of folks were saying this is not an accident. This is something they intended uh, to have happen and they they were not they were not sort of stumbling backwards into these stasis abilities being really really strong. And then last night uh, I watched Asked Across his video where he said he was tired, and he essentially indicated a very very similar line of thinking that this wasn't an accident because if it was, then that means they absolutely don't know what they're doing, and he doesn't believe that. And so I was like, you know what? Let's really think about what the rhythm's going to look like here, and is this going to be another what I refer to as a classic, you know, bungee pendulum swing? of one extreme to another. So from everything to the content creators ranting about it to the forums and and, and, the, and, the, and the Twitterverse blowing up about stasis consistently in the Crucible, I believe all of this was by design. They're actually, I think, leveraging the frustration and the rage of content creators in a similar way to the way that Fortnite did very similar things when they put things like the boombox, the sword, or the mechs. They put those into Fortnite knowing content creators would get really, really angry and rant about it, and the common player gets really excited when they hear things like that because if it's really really strong and if it's so strong it's taking out some of the best players that makes it really appealing so let's talk about this stasis continues to be one of the main sources of criticism in destiny 2 beyond light and those who play the crucible are or if you're bravely venturing into the dwindling trials of osiris numbers it's a common complaint from that audience many in the destiny pvp community are beginning to say that stasis is designed to be overpowered to drive sales and make bungee money it is starting to seem more and more that stasis was designed to be more than just a meta shifting presence in the crucible but something far bigger than that which will likely continue in to Witch Queen. So let's just start by different goals. The voices within the Crucible community continue to make it very, very clear that they and Bungie have two different goals for the Crucible. The most committed players continue to feel as though the Crucible is just getting, isn't just getting ignored, but it's just a giant experiment. It, you, if you pay attention to the way that they talk about it, it's like they believe that you know Bungie could get it right and they just keep screwing it up. They don't understand. Just you know, there's a couple of simple things that you could do. A lot of these guys have talked about. They'll sign NDAs. They'll do conference calls they'll provide feedback and a lot of them have felt very ignored and probably sort of wondering if Bungie's goal for the crucible is in line with the goals that they have even youtubers are now saying that stasis seems by design to be a motivation for beyond light purchases more than anything if you keep getting killed by stasis in the crucible you un- you will undoubtedly question if you quote need stasis to win now i don't necessarily think this is like a pay to win scenario i'm not endorsing the idea that stasis in destiny 2 is pay to win as in virtually every expansion or season there is something new that is coveted and used by the pvp community you can trace this all the way back to to the Taken King. But if this is by design, what is next for the Crucible and Bungie's vision for ability versus gun kills? In their recent TWAB, they talked about this. They said that if they lower the ceiling on stasis, they might be able to make some room for the underrepresented light subclasses. But they also said 
that they're taking a hard look at how often there are kills in the crucible coming from stasis abilities mainly but abilities versus gun kills and this is where i believe the rub is going to continue to happen and that friction's going to be there but if this is by design then you can almost predict what's going to happen as i was doing this morning let's talk about how this was not an accident as pointed out in a recent asked across video and by many in this community here and even on a recent round table it's hard to believe that stasis landed in the crucible in its current form as a complete accident did bungie really privately play test this and not detect just how strong it would be that seems unlikely i went so far this morning as to theorize that that very first patch that they put out within two weeks of beyond lights release date they announced a bunch of changes to freeze duration the cold snap grenade was too fast and they they kind of gutted the warlock melee but i believe that patch was already in the works and in the pipeline when beyond light launched they knew that there were elements of stasis in the crucible that were too extreme and they were already reining it back in i find it incredibly hard to believe given Bungie's track record that in just two weeks time they gathered enough information to build ship and test a patch to do those nerfs that quickly I believe going into Beyond Light they knew those changes would be necessary and people generally celebrated those changes recently the nerf to Shatter Dive is already kind of being pointed out as almost a non-issue it didn't really do anything it's still sort of running around and being and having the presence that it previously had it wasn't even really a nerf in many people's minds this would mean that Bungie isn't just trying to disrupt the meta and make things fresh but something far more significant is at play They are intrinsically tying strength in the Crucible and the PvP environment to the purchase of an expansion. If you think about it from that perspective, what I have predicted will more than likely happen is not in the next season, maybe in the next season or the season after, they are going to do a pass on the quality of the game. They're going to pass over the game and they're going to rein stasis in, raise some of the light-based subclasses and try to bring back the gunplay. This will undoubtedly make people very happy who have been sort of railing against stasis and they will come back and they will buy the season that is sort of synonymous with that change. It'll happen with the season because they're trying to drive purchases. The more casual, more mid-lane players who have probably been loving stasis, they watch these guys' crucible videos, they watch these rant videos and they're like, that all sounds awesome i'm gonna play for a couple hours on a friday night and i'm gonna try some of this stuff that they talked about those people are probably gonna be upset when this happens they're gonna say all the youtubers cried and whined and they got the game nerfed and now there's no power fantasy and then in walks the next expansion should someone immediately claim that this is wrong And it's under the radar of like, you're just swooping it under the radar. Nobody's really detecting that this is a form of pay to win. It certainly isn't something that Bungie fell backwards into. So we may have to assume there is a motivation larger than just making something fun. I do think there is a business element to this, which obviously drives us to the question. What about Witch Queen? As I just outlined my theory with with what I think is probably going to happen over the course of this year is the pendulum will swing away from stasis and away from abilities and swing towards gunplay. This will cause a power vacancy where people feel as if stasis isn't what it once was and that opens up the runway for what we're thinking is the next darkness subclass in Witch Queen. 
obvious at this point many are asking that question that reached beyond where we are currently but more about where we are going if the next expansion witch queen ships with the new darkness subclass a very likely outcome then we are in for this treatment potentially on an annual basis you're potentially going to be on this annual pendulum swing basis of here is something really powerful. It sells the expansion. Everybody makes videos. There's posts. There's reddits. There's tweets. There's everything. And that gets lots of people paying attention to it. It's basically free marketing. They're leveraging your rage and your frustration and your loyalty to the game to market the product for them. Fortnite did this brilliantly with all the changes that they implemented. It wasn't an accident that every time Fortnite disrupted the meta with the mechs or the planes or the boombox, they would do it right before a tournament. Why? Because all eyes were on the committed player. All eyes were watching these guys rant and rage at these mech suits and every Tom, Dick, and Harry who's more in the mid lane of the skills spectrum boots up the game to try out the new awesome hotness. Now Bungie is soon going to outline their midterm goal for the Crucible with respect to ability kills versus gun kills and I'm concerned we are embarking on a classic Bungie pen swing every season and patch swinging from one extreme to another this also means that both players and Bungie are expecting the annual pass to have new subclasses the annual expansion and woven into both the power structure and the purchasing motivation at the end of the day Bungie's a business and if it's selling copies of the expansion then we certainly aren't done with this journey yet I don't necessarily think we're getting off the merry-go-round just because Bungie is committed to reigning stasis in a little bit and trying to increase the presence of gunplay in the Crucible. It's almost unavoidable if you think about it from a purely quantitative standpoint. How are they going to make a new subclass stand out when we already have four? Well, one of the main ways you're going to do that is obviously make it new, and that's going to be exciting, but you make it powerful. That's precisely with what happened with stasis. We're not done with stasis yet, by the way. There's more fragments and maybe aspects on the way maybe maybe more aspects and fragments on the way this year to make it a little bit stronger but ultimately I don't think we're getting off this merry-go-round anytime soon I think every year we're going to be having a similar discussion about what the new subclass is doing to the crucible because it makes some money we're going to go to Q&A next if you're in the live audience don't go anywhere if you're a paying member you can submit questions if you're watching on the other channel click the card up in the corner join us on the live channel and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about Stasis is Broken by Design. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any of the other places that it hits, maybe watching on YouTube, you can come over to the live channel, SNTRlive.com. We'll bring you to the YouTube channel where we do these live streams. Uh, also, be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. We're looking to have some really good features coming soon. Uh, maybe even some stuff for you to buy and uh, keep your eyes open for that. So let's just jump right into the questions. Um, oh, I forgot to crop, so we'll have to spend a, a half of a second here dragging the browser. The first question is coming in from Ashen Hollow. So are Bungie just going to cannibalize their... So is Bungie just going to cannibalize their hardcore and competitive players to appeal to the casuals? I know they throw us a bone... Man, you had a hard time with this one. A born every now and then, but rarely is the hardcore content worth running for the rewards. I mean, I went on a pretty big rant about this the other day. And so I'm obviously going to push to push back on this. 
the idea that they're they're not giving enough to the hardcore so they're only appealing to the casuals the danger with this is you have to ignore so much of what they delivered in year three as well as direct requests from us in beyond light so I can just rattle off all the things they did in year three that were specifically made for hardcore players. Number one, they did the raid. They had an exotic that you had to do in the raid with the puzzle. They did the Xenophage as an extra quest with an extra boss inside of a dungeon, also made for hardcore players. Then they had another dungeon, the Prophecy Dungeon. They added Grandmaster Nightfalls. These are all things that are built for and appeal to hardcore players. You know, the solo, uh, solo flawless runs in the, in, the, in the dungeons, they literally make them for that first. So from a design perspective, they are placing a lot of priority on hardcore players. Like, they literally make a dungeon first and they make sure it can be solo flawless. So that can be like the, you know, your, your triumph and your emblem or whatever. Secondly, if you look to now inside of Beyond Light, you have to ignore a lot of direct requests from the hardcore community. The currency inside of the Deepstone Crypt, the agency that we have pursuing the loot inside the Deepstone Crypt, running the Deepstone Crypt more than once a week per character. Uh, they reused the Empire Hunts. We all, a lot of us that were more dedicated players, looked at the Baron fights in Forsaken. We thought, what a waste of capital. Those have been such good fights to rerun for loot. They did that exact thing with the Empire Hunts. They also have given you a way to chase high stat armor, not something that appeals to casuals. Legendary Lost Sectors for specific exotics. Targeted exotic farms inside of Legendary Lost Sectors. That is not something that appeals to casuals. They put one of the exotics inside of the Empire Hunts, and then they gave us very, 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 a lot of control, not enough, but a lot of control over the Wrathborn Hunts, blocking out perks and things of this nature. Um, Wrathborn Hunts aren't quite there, but still. And then the way that they set up the Hawkmoon uh, Harbinger Quest. Not built for casuals, not built for the faint of heart. There, there, there's There's modifiers in there and it's tough and it's 1270 so unfortunately like i understand the sentiment of what you're saying you know i made this whole argument about how they're trying to get people to be by beyond light so we have to take ashen's question in context his question in context is he hears lono go on this big rant about how this is by design bungie did this to promote sales and the hardcore players will complain and then bungie will address the role of stasis in the crucible and then the hardcore players will be happy and then in walks Witch Queen with a brand new subclass to do it all over again, okay? And so Ashton's like, aren't they just going to cannibalize their hardcore and their competitive players by doing this? This quote-unquote appeals to the casuals. So I don't think the game is on a trajectory of appealing to casuals. I think this is just business. It, it's similar to way, the way they did it with Fortnite. They would do that to Fortnite. This is the, this is the parallel I've been using all day. They would add the mech suits, add the boombox, add the sword, and the really, really hardcore competitive guys would complain and get angry, and then it promotes the game, and all the casuals go in and say, I'm going to use mech suits and get kills because if really high-level guys that I watch play on the purple platform are getting killed by mech suits, well then, I'm going to hop into a mech suit. And so it's 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 a passive form of marketing. So I could see how you could look at that and be like, oh, they're, they're, they're cannibalizing the hardcore players, but it just keeps things fresh. Like, 
I do think there's this weird relationship that committed hardcore players have with PvP games where they hate the meta, they love the meta, they hate the meta, they love the meta. And I think that pendulum swing is by design for so many of these games because it keeps it fresh, it keeps you passionate, it keeps you arguing, and it also means there's new things for you to chase and test out. Instead of just being like, well, I gotta find whatever the new hand cannon shotgun sniper combo is, and then I'm just gonna go back into the crucible and do the same old, same old. No, you find out what the aspects do, the fragments do, you find out what the builds do, you come up with a good build, you complement that build with weapons, you come up with strategies, map positioning, and how you're gonna play. And that's something that only happens if they do this. If they swing hard and say, we're selling an expansion, the subclass has to be dope. It has to be era-defining. It's era-defining. We're going to look back on this year and say that Stasis was era-defining. That was the year that the Crucible got frozen over. And then you're going to say similar things probably when we get distance from Witch Queen and whatever new Darkness subclass is inside of there. This is a trajectory that they've set the game on for, for, I don't know, for a long time. And truth be told, it's probably just good for business. It's probably just good for business. There's this element of like, this keeps people talking, engaged, angry, committed, passionate, and, and buying. And to your question... I don't think this cannibalizes the hardcore players. but I think the hardcore players have proven time and time again, if Bungie makes a couple of changes, a couple of tweaks, and pushes things back in the direction of like gunplay mattering and and the way that they, you know, the way that they set the game up and the way they flow of, you know, especially in the 3v3 environments. And I, I mean, I hate to say it, but you know this is true. The hardcore PvP crowd is going to see a resurgence next season for one simple reason. Tr- new loot and trials. We can sit here and talk about how that player base is dwindling. We can talk about how that's concerning and cheating and blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you right now, the hardcore player base is going to go right back up into one of its crescendos and rises because of all those new trials weapons. And then, like clockwork, I am telling you this is going to happen. They're going to allow trials to work its magic. And then as that fades and drifts back down, going into season 14, they're going to talk about overhauling the sandbox. And season 14 will be the season where they they rein in um, the stasis supers, uh, stasis subclasses, and try to help the light-based subclasses. So then you're going to spend two seasons hating stasis, two seasons of people feeling like, oh man, they nerfed stasis into the ground, I don't want to use stasis anymore more and then witch queen will ride in on a steed and say ha we got a new hot subclass for you and you will be hungry for it because everything will be back into its sort of like predictable little layer of in lane of this is just another super another subclass in the crucible it's by design it's 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 a strategy to keep you engaged playing and purchasing whether you're hardcore or casual it, I, I'm telling you, I think it works. Is it right? Is it sinister? Is it manipulative? I mean, we can throw around charged words all day like a bunch of brittle teenagers on Twitter and try and act like you know we're achieving something. Ultimately, I, this is this is a pattern so many games are following, and the alternative is for games to maybe just fall into a pretty samey, boring rut. Are you going to really sell an expansion with a subclass that's that's mediocre and kind of competes with the others, doesn't really stand out, isn't really that amazing? Is that something that they want to do? Allowing the Crucible to just sort of get into a predictable rut of, yeah, it's, it's basically the same, it's just some people are throwing ice now instead of solar. 
yeah, it's 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 one of those things where I I'm not gonna say it's right or it's wrong. I'm just calling the cards how I see them. This is all this is all something that was that was planned and will likely be the rhythm every single year. It moves product and it keeps things fresh. Whether we ever want to admit it or not, that, that when pendulum meta swings in games, it keeps things fresh. You get into a rhythm where, and I can tell you this right now, I got into this rhythm in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, okay? Back then, there were not significant meta shifts and swings. Now, they would nerf things that were insanely broken, like the Model 1877s or whatever they were called. You know, we had a friend that would use them, and it was insane what he would do, but... It got really repetitive, and it got really rote and rehearsed. We would literally go into a game, we knew exactly where to go, exactly where to sit, and we knew exactly how to win. And do you want to know what happened? We just got bored and agitated. It was like the same old, same old. And then we just started fighting over kill streaks Because winning was assumed, outplaying the competition was assumed, and it was like... <laughs> we, we literally were just like... We were assuming the win. If JB's still here, he will attest. We would get in arguments, shouting matches with each other because we were literally fighting over kills and fighting over kill streaks because the win was assumed. That's how bored we were. We were literally just abusing the snot out of the playlist, just stacking up and never losing. So, I would say what they're doing actually keeps things fresh in a way where you might not like it. There might be eras that are your least favorite and eras that are your favorite and you hate when those eras leave. But this is just kind of the way that they keep things going. It, it's 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 how it's how games can drop a hundred people on a map and it's like it's the same map, it's the same weapons. Well how do they freshen that up? I don't know. Drop something stupid in the game. Remember the drum gun in Fortnite? Oh my gosh. What the frick? That was insane when they dropped that. One gun drops into that game and everything changes. Everything changes. So, I don't know. I guess I need to quit then. No malice to you, uh, but I've been in this merry-go-round before and I hated it. Homie, I resonate with what you're saying for one simple reason. I stopped playing Fortnite for similar reasons. Now, they messed around with skill-based matchmaking and they really made it worse, but even before they messed around with skill-based matchmaking, I remember experiencing that. I remember spending a significant amount of time getting good with a certain build and a certain approach to combat, and they changed it all. They changed it all. All my timing was wrong, all my build rhythms that I had worked on, I had gotten good at building and using like a a shotgun combo that I had come up with, and they changed all that. And I spent an entire day messing up and dying because all my muscle memory was wrong. They added all these weird delays to like weapon switching off of builds and all this stuff, and it completely, it completely jacked me up. It completely jacked me up, and it was so frustrating. And then they did it again. They, they did it again, they did it again, they did it again. I felt like every every couple of weeks, they'd be like, yeah, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. And I'd be like, dude, I just got used to last week's changes, and now you're changing it again. And I got off the merry-go-round. Now, after a break, I went back, and it felt fresh, and it was fun. It was fun for a while. I remember I was playing with Braden and some other guys, and we were having some fun. But then the skill-based matchmaking made it just, it was like, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. He's like, I, I'd play a couple games, and then all of a sudden, I'm playing. I'm playing all these these mini Tifus. I was like, no thanks. I'm I'm good. Everybody's building a mini mall. It's like I, I don't play at this level. And so, 
I get it. I I totally sympathize and empathize with people being like, I don't want to ride this merry-go-round. I like living in the PvP environment, and if you like living in the PvP environment, and you feel like Bungie is basically leveraging the power of these subclasses to sell expansions, and you're basically a guinea pig in the experiment, I 100% get feeling like I don't want to do this. I'm I'm not buying content and giving you my hours to be a to be a uh, an un unwitting an unwitting guinea pig, you know. I I get it, I do. So <clears throat> I love. I'll come back, but I like. I'll never have that magic again. I think it's always going to be like that for some players, even the players that are like, I'm quitting. I'm not playing. I think there's always going to be that. Um that initial month you know that initial month of it's it's cool it's fun it's spicy there's new new places new people new narrative new whatever and then you you drift again so arnold says um would uh, would you okay sorry would you think that by Bungie designing stasis to be more powerful in hopes of getting more to buy would it eventually backfire make more people mad and not buy and just leave well there's a delicate balance there okay there's a delicate balance where look at what they did I don't want to act like this is some you know maniacal plan right I think if the people we played in MW3 ever met us in real life, we probably wouldn't be here. We made a lot of people mad in that game. We did. (laughs) Team Defender, I think we made more people mad with Team Defender than we did with Headquarters. Headquarters, we wouldn't capture the last Headquarters, and that would backfire on us sometime, because somebody would get attack nuke. Um, uh, Anyway. Anyway. um, Here's why it's a delicate balance. This is actually a good question. It could start to backfire because people could be like Ashton. They'd be like, I'm not going to freaking do this. I'm not going to buy that. And then all of a sudden be in this weird relationship where I know it's going to be strong. And then I'm, I'm supposed to complain. That's my job is to complain. And then Bungie's going to tone it down. Think about what they did. And again, I don't want it to feel like there's this maniacal, sinister plot. I'm just going to describe to you what happened. And you make up your own mind. So they add stasis full well knowing that the they full well knew it would be strong okay and within two weeks of it coming out they had a patch ready to go they even said about that patch that patches would not ordinarily come this quick because that one was pretty much ready to rock and roll so they go into beyond light with a patch basically set up ready to go because they know these are probably going to be the most likely things for people to complain about and that I think so that's just what happened. Okay, you can make up your own mind about why they would have done that. And I can give you my theory. This is how I read the lay of that landscape. They throw something out that they know is going to make the Crucible community feel like, this is ridiculous, I can't believe you do this, why would you do this? And they immediately establish a narrative of, we're listening, we're already patching it. So that creates some semblance of confidence in the fact of like, well... As long as we're providing our feedback about it, Bungie will be willing to, t- t- to tune it down. And that's why I'm telling you right now, they have already planned at some point this year, there is already somewhere on a whiteboard, somewhere it says something to the effect of rain stasis in. They're going to rain it in. 
put it back in check and then that's going to make a uh, that's going to create a power vacancy there won't be some standout subclass anymore now there might be some that are obviously very good and strong like the people that love to use heat rises for example on on a on a solar warlock but there's not going to be this overwhelming sense of like it's stasis or bust because they're going to you know they're going to lower the ceiling they're going to make room for these other light based subclasses that's going to create this narrative either in your mind or in many people's minds that Bungie is listening, they're implementing our feedback, things are getting better, and then Witch Queen will walk into the room and go, man, that's so funny, you think everything is so nice and calm now. No, it's about to be crazy again. You know, and now it's going to be with a corruption subclass or something. And then and then most folks are going to go through that rhythm. I, I'm not trying to red pill you, but it's kind of like, some of us are kind of waking up to the rhythm here. It's like, um, that one came through Atwood. You know, people are kind of waking up to the reality of like, eh, this kind of seems like it might be by design. This might be like a thing that they're doing on purpose to sell expansions and then, you know, immediately patch it to make it seem like, holy crap, we overswung. It's like when you want to get the offer of 750, what do you do? What do you do? If you want, if you want to get 750 from the offer, you ask for a thousand. Knowing that they're probably going to back it down to 750. Well, we could do 750. Okay, cool. I'll take 750. If you want 750, don't ask for 750. If you ask for 750, they're going to walk you down to 500. It's the basic principle and rule of negotiation of ask for ask for higher than you truly want. So they ship something stronger than they truly want. So then when they nerf it back down, people are given this sort of narrative in this sense of like, oh, Bungie's listening. They're already patching it. They intentionally shipped it with the volume knob turned to level 12, knowing that three weeks in, they were going to turn the volume knob back down to eight or nine. They did that on purpose. They did this so that you would go into this with this idea of trust of like, they're going to implement the changes. They're listening to us. Let's keep talking about it. Let's keep voicing our opinions. This is one of the reasons why the PvP community became unhinged when Bungie was on their Christmas break, because it had, it had been too long since it had been talked about. So they felt like they were being ignored and not valued. The only reason people were saying that is because of the way that the Beyond Light, you know, expansion started. It started with this sense of, yep, we're hearing you. We're, yeah, we're going to rein that back in. I, I'm, they're going to do the same thing with, with Witch Queen. They're, they're going to they're gonna do the exact same thing with Witch Queen. They're, they're, going to, they're going to launch Witch Queen with a subclass that will be intentionally stronger and era-defining, meta-defining, and then they'll spend the scope of that year raining it back in. It sells the expansion. Everybody talks about it. The, the YouTubers are going to moan and whine, and the streamers are going to moan and whine. And that's free marketing. Do you honestly think that when that when these guys put out these videos about broken build OP build, this is destroying the crucible let's say one of those videos gets, yeah, I don't know 100,000 views, it just cracks off and has a really strong, strong run out of the 100,000 people that watch that video how many of those people do you think are like, hardcore sweatheads in the crucible? I would wager to say a large portion of that audience is looking for tips and tricks on how to play better because they land closer to the middle of the pack or lower. 
<laughs> and they're like, no way, it's strong, it's OP, it's broken. Oh man, it's ruining the crucible. That's that's a shame. I can't wait. They're putting their headphones on. That's just awful. You know, it's just a shame they did that, boot up their game. Can't believe they did that to the game. Alright, let me try this out. <laughs> they're like, what a shame. You know, what a shame while booting up the game to be like, I'm gonna try that out. That looked awesome. New subclass will come with Witch Queen? Oh, yes. There will be a new Darkness subclass every expansion. 100. 100%. Yes. Think about what they did. Just really analyze this with me, okay? If they add three subclasses, so by the time we get to Lightfall, they've added three subclasses. They've actually only added three supers. In the old system, (laughs) I'm really going to break your brain now. (laughs) I'm really going to break your brain now. In the old system, they added a subclass that ended up having multiple versions of the super. How many versions of a super exist on each subclass? Three. Right? So what do they do with stasis? You get one super, and then you make adjustments to the different things that you're doing, with the aspects and fragments. So by the time we get to Lightfall, they've added three supers. So they 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 cheated in a way. They're adding three subclasses. This is my theory. So by the time we get to Lightfall, but in essence, it's it's roughly the size of one of the existing light subclasses. One light subclass is three supers and a bunch of different attunement options, and then this is one super and then some aspects and fragments that they can trickle out throughout the year so basically instead of you building the entire subclass in the expansion or that first week or whatever they flesh out the subclass over an entire year don't you see (laughs) it's freaking brilliant they're giving you less they're giving you less. It's, it's, it's a less fleshed out subclass than we got because the ones that we have, yes, the attunements are narrow, but you have the three different supers. Now you get a super, some aspects and fragments, and then every season they can fill in and add to it. So they're going to do the same thing with the next darkness subclass. You're going to get a super. You're going to get your jump your melee and your and your class ability and then you're going to get your grenades and then some aspects and fragments and then they can trickle out the rest of them throughout the year I hope we get more fragments that add more drastic changes as it is there isn't much of a difference between stasis frags and aspects since we only have two right now That's you just touched on it right Greg that's so small isn't it that's not that much it seems so big, didn't it? All oh, stasis and a super and all these new things. But stasis subclass is like really small. It's not, there's not much to it. Now I'm not saying it's not awesome. It didn't go through a lot of testing and a lot of a lot of work. But you know, they're literally borrowing animations from other supers. I mean, the the, 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 the hunter subclass is the same animation as blade barrage. It's the same thing. So the the approach here I think is 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 I think is pretty predictable. It's a darkness subclass every expansion and then they flesh it out for the next, you know, 10 months after. 
What if each season they drop another super within the current subclass, a new fragment or aspect to change the super potentially? Now that bleep would would it would obviously hurt my theory a little bit, but it also might help my theory. It might help my theory. They can give you a new subclass every year because they they split up the workload, right? They split up the workload. Now, you don't got to ship the entire subclass. Just ship the initial and then flesh it out over the next couple of years. The next year. You can add to it as you go. You know what I'm saying? So they 100% could, could, could do that. Let's join to see Lona complain. You sound like Angry Joe. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't sound like Angry Joe. You sound like an idiot. I mean, I, w- I guess I would rather sound like Angry Joe than an idiot. I'm not even complaining. We're talking about how likely it is that we'll be getting darkness subclasses in each of the expansions. I mean, you, you it sounds like you have an axe to grind. An axe that a stupid person holds, not a normal axe. Like, you go to the store where they have the department over here for dumb people, and you're like, I need an axe to grind for a dumb person. They're like, right this way, moron. And then you go and you buy it and show up in my chat. This is the pattern. I think this is what they're going to be doing. I think you get it. You get a new one every year, and then they flesh it out throughout the year. Andrew Carrera, do you think we will get a trailer this week for next season? We're two weeks out, and we've seen nothing. One of the things they've been doing with seasons is they wait until we're like literally the week before, or we literally day of. We start getting info, right? we get info like day of it's like here you go you know here's the here's the uh here's the trailer here's the season pass for whatever reason they've been keeping it really really quiet like they they don't they don't tell us stuff like they used to season of arrivals didn't even have a page on the bungie website until the season started i so week before probably a trailer and then we won't get much more information until the season's underway they've they've been a lot different about it I, we, we've said it was because of the Bastion but I also just think they're approaching it differently now that you can't accuse them of hype if you try and accuse them of hype it's funny it's like actually laughable to accuse them of hype they like don't really hype now they don't I've been following you since the beginning of time it, the, people do that all the time to me to sweet man they're like let's go this guy does his complain so the minute somebody does that I'm like alright you're gonna get gut checked I don't do nothing but complain I wasn't even complaining today um so yeah for I, I would be, I would bet like a trailer week before and then like the page will hit day of would be would be my prediction I think that there's gonna be something tomorrow in the game at reset uh, something with a story uh, either that or next week and that'll be the precursor to whatever's going on um, this could include the cutscene with Zavala standing with the Cabal so <laughs> Arrow says is it fair to say that Bungie the Bungie that uh the Bungie that released Trials in such a half-baked state and the Bungie that's supposedly playing 4D chess game balance with the community can't both exist. Well, here's why they can. I get what you're saying. You're you're acting like they're seeing 18 moves down the chess table, which, the, 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 I'm sorry, down the chess game, which was something that I, um... I, I was saying earlier, like they know how we're going to respond and they were, you know, and a lot of this was by design. 
and this was this was all planned. And you're saying, how could they possibly be that forthright and thoughtful and yet do what they did with trials? So I'm tracking with your logic. Here's the issue though, with with what you're you're attempting to push back on my theory. There was a team that was in charge of trials. The entire sort of, you know, staff of Bungie, as well as the higher ups, the strategists, whether, you know, Luke Smith and his other assistants, you know, they're strategizing and vision casting. I believe they're the ones that say and cast the vision for the idea of let's launch stasis and let it be crazy in the crucible nerf it within a couple of weeks so people have this sense of confidence in the fact that like we're not going to let it go too crazy and then we'll spend that year every and see oh this is so smart every time we do a season and we launch aspects and fragments we can talk about why we need to tune the stasis subclass and they can blame it on the fact that like these new aspects and fragments are coming out so we've we've got to do some tuning to the subclasses so we'll spend the duration of the year raining stasis back in so that it's not so crazy and then we'll be primed and ready to go for the next expansions you know subclasses to take center stage I, that to me is so plausible as a strategy that doesn't mean you have a team that bumbles trials you know you can you can 100% bumble trials and still have really really good strategy and vision casting from the higher ups that have a very very firm grasp on player behavior and and how they can and how they can actually create this this scenario of people getting angry but con- but continuing to play and when they're getting angry and continuing to play, and then they see those results and changes, that kind of brings them back. It's, it's, I don't, I don't think that's an unlikely scenario that they, they kind of anticipated how we were all going to respond to this. I don't think that they're shocked. YouTubers and streamers are like, I'm taking a break. You know, they all announce their departures and how frustrated they are and how upset they are, and so. because of that they they had to know they had to know that stasis was going to land and do what it did that doesn't mean that the the, the team that was in charge of trials didn't have like levels of ineptitude or, or 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 mistakes that they were making i believe that the two can coexist Neos, a bit off topic, but what do you think stasis weapons, not exotic, could do in the game? Having them slow or freeze would be broken and not make any sense because solar weapons don't burn, arc doesn't electrocute, and void doesn't slow. What do you think? Well, this is where you would start to lean into elemental perks. So I do think that there should be uh, an element on every gun. I don't think we need the disparity between kinetics and energy. Uh, I rant about this all the time. And then you would do elemental perks. So you would have solar that would do some kind of a burn damage or some kind of a flare. And then you could have blinding dam- you know, blinding effects or damage from arc or chain lightning. Void could suppress or entangle or create singularities. If you do enough you know, damage, it pulls everybody in for just a brief moment. So the opposite of a firefly, right? It wouldn't be an explosion that would hurt. It would be, it would be like an explosion that pulls people in like a black hole. And then you do the similar thing, similar thing with stasis. Um, you know, they, they freeze and explode and slow the nearby enemies. Now, obviously, none of these things would dramatically change how much, how fast you're killing the AI. 
So if I'm using a solar weapon and you're using a stasis weapon and we're embracing these cool elemental perks, maybe mine causes an explosion and it applies burn damage to the areas in the in the, the enemies in the area and it weakens them. And you're doing one that causes like some kind of a freeze, you know, some kind of a a burst of 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 fog or something. And as enemies run through it, they get slowed. None of this at all is uh is um is a is a a difference in rhythm of combat right things that pull stuff in are implosions not explosions well i said singularity they had singularity grenades in uh borderlands and when it would explode it would cause like a singularity so the i guess you can straighten your glasses and say actually but you knew what i was saying like the idea of the singularity pulling the enemies in would be a cool effect and none of this would like none none of this would matter like none of this uh none of this would matter in the realm of like how fast you're killing the enemies it wouldn't it wouldn't matter it's like are are you if you're using a solar weapon if you're using a solar weapon or um if you're if you're uh if you're using a solar void arc or stasis you're killing enemies just as fast but the experience is different experience is different it would it would feel fresh it would feel new it would feel like wow i want this stasis weapon what you're all you're doing is is creating visual space magic the weapon's not more efficient than another weapon like primary weapons right now at their peak right when they're at their when they're at their absolute peak of of the if they're at their ceiling they're going to kill trash ads at a certain speed and that speed isn't going to dramatically change ever in the future of destiny it just isn't going to right it's not going to and so if if you're going to if you're going to constantly if you're going to constantly sort of have this idea in your mind of like we need damage reload we need damage reload I believe there are alternatives to that. A weapon that's performing perfectly fine, but has visual space magic effects going on. Radical with the next question. Do your stasis frustrations present concerns for how future darkness subclasses are implemented, or do you think that they'll make corrections? I'm actually... I don't think I was necessarily frustrated by this. It was a revelation. Um... I have come to <laughs> allow me to share with you a revelation. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It's he talks too slow <laughs> that I've come to from my time here. Uh, I can't tap into Smith as well as I usually do right now, but I came to a revelation about it. I had heard people say it on the round table. I had heard people say it in my chat. And then I watched asked across video and I was like, this freaking crap is on purpose It's on purpose. They're doing this, it's by design. It's a pendulum swing of, of very, very precise measurements. <laughs> Human beings are a disease. It, it's, it's precise, right? It's, they knew what they were doing. And so my concern is different than a frustration point because I don't play Crucible. <laughs> uh, so my concern is that people are going to get red-pilled maybe by me or maybe they watch Cross's video and they're like you know this is totally on purpose and so 
the 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 red pilling effect that might be having for some people like they're waking up to the fact that like this is not an accident this is on purpose this is something that they're doing by design they might come to the conclusion that ashton came to i'm not gonna do this I'm not, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna. I want to keep buying this, knowing that what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna have to deal with like six months of it being broken, and then you're finally gonna rein it in, and then six months of it not being broken, and then another subclass comes in to do it all over again. You know, it's po- it's possible. It's possible. That's where my concern lies. My concern lies is that people will become aware of this because I don't think you can keep people like lulled to sleep on this for too long. It certainly doesn't help when people are covering the game and commentating on the game like we do almost 24-7. Eventually, someone's going to go, wait a minute, you don't think they did this on purpose, do, do you? You know? It's like that gif. Wait, are we the baddies? It's like, all of a sudden, we wake up and we realize, wait a minute, do you, you don't think that this is on purpose, do you? Oh my gosh, it is. <laughs> they do that in Brooklyn Nine-Nine all the time. It's like, oh my gosh, I just solved the case. That's the moment I had. I had a Jake Peralta just like, oh my gosh, I just figured it out. Bungie's doing this on purpose. It's by design. It's going to continue all the way to Lightfall. The rhythm is predictable. And it may cause some people to bail. Now, it may cause some people to say, I'm just going to accept this for what it is. If you know what's coming, it's a lot easier to accept it. You know, setting expectations is is the key to, to satisfaction in life like it really is like human flourishing and satisfaction comes from met expectations and those expectations being set appropriately is usually part of the relationship to expectations being met now sometimes you know if you expect to like make a decent living wage and have enough food to eat and you know can go to the doctor if you're sick well you know it's harder for those expectations to be met if you say i don't know live in america but <laughs> there are there are ways for people to say like you know my my expectations have now been informed by what's a predictable rhythm from bungie so if i go in knowing it's going to be like this i have two choices i can embrace it and embrace the chaos and just have fun with it or I can buck up against it and say, this is crap, this is trash, it's ruining trials, I hate it, I, this game is so dumb, Bungie doesn't know what they're doing, they keep ruining the Crucible. But if you zoom out and see it, yeah, maybe it helps you deal. I don't know, maybe not, maybe it makes you take a break, maybe it makes you quit playing, but maybe it helps some people like, you know, I can cope with this a lot more now, I, it's, uh, it's a little bit easier to stomach, you know? they can't get into a rut where it's predictable and always the same and if they're adding subclasses uh, those subclasses are probably going to be the hotness for a while so that's that that's kind of how I think I would uh, I would phrase it night night do you think with them bringing random roles to the hawk moon this is the first steps for sunsetting exotics I don't think so because they said this was a one-off this was their way to bring randomness and luck to the Hawk Moon without bringing back luck in the chamber. Um, that 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 was this. This is the reason that they did it. Uh, they they did it because they wanted to say, you know, hey, we 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 want to honor the idea of it being like a luck in the chamber kind of a thing, and we we did we, they did this as a one off. So more than likely, there—I don't think they're going to be 
be continuing to do this and I also don't think this is going to be set up as a it's not going to be set up as a, as a, as a standard for uh, what now we can sunset gear or sunset exotics or whatever um, I get your stance more now you're saying speak with your wallets in your playtime no 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 speak with all three speak with your voice your wallet and your engagement People have always chided me about this. If I think content sucks, I don't play it. And they're like, what the frick, Lona? Just go do it. I'm like, no. Exo challenges. Never went back. I thought it was dumb. There's no loot. Why am I doing this? I'm not running through your your Ring of Fire, Ringling, you know, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Exo challenges for nothing. I don't play your power. Your power grind is stupid. I don't care about it anymore. So I don't do it. When I when when I got into any piece of content in Beyond Light and I didn't like it, I didn't do it. I don't even have all the aspects and fragments. I, I think it's just the fragments. I don't I don't have them all. Why? Because getting them was dumb. I looked at it and thought, it's dumb. I'm not doing it. And I hope a lot of other people did the same thing. I hope they said, what? Kill champions with stasis in a nightfall? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like, I hope Bungie ran the numbers and said, you know, fragment acquisition wasn't consistent and lots of people just stopped and didn't like doing it. What's that going to make them do? Well, let's analyze the criticism from the community. What was the commentary from Reddit like? YouTube, blah, blah, blah. And if people were consistently saying that they didn't like the way that it was set up, they now have in-game data to back up the feedback. I embraced that mentality a long time ago. Make content that I enjoy or I won't play it. Prestige Leviathan. I was like, this content is literal trash. It was an embarrassment for the the raid team of all the greatness that they've ever delivered the prestige leviathan was a glitchy piece of garbage mess that they never should they never should have shipped it was an embarrassment it's like you guys have created vaults of glass king's fall you you've created these amazing works of art what is this nonsense it was it was utter nonsense i didn't engage with it and look what happened i guarantee you i wasn't alone in that we get on the other side of that year and Bungie jettisoned the entire idea of doing that with raids. I think they concluded the wrong thing, by the way, but whatever. You argue with your engagement, your voice, and your wallet. When you only argue with one, it doesn't work. And this is why I always said Bungie needs to parse our feedback through the sifting bowl of our engagement. If you're sitting here saying something is trash or bad or you don't like it, and yet you're constantly doing it, it's like, wait, I don't understand. What's what's the issue here? Like, I don't... Wait, what, what is this? So, the example I'll give you is Skeleton Keys. I criticize Skeleton Keys every day... Every time I was doing it, I was like, it's crap. It's it's RNG of an RNG of an RNG. It's too many layers of RNG. And what did Bungie do? Well, they heard our feedback on skeleton keys and they just got rid of them. You had to sift my feedback through the sifting bowl of my behavior. In the game, I was still doing it. I wasn't like, this is so bad that I never I can never I can't do it. I'm done. No, I was still engaging with it. So if someone's critiquing something and still engaging with it, that sifting bowl is important because it's like, well, hang on. We don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater here. There's something here right now. Like they can, they can actually, we could tweak this and make it better. 
so that's that's always the best thing you can do as a player when i when i went to play the dawning and like ingredients weren't dropping after like a, you know i think i've been playing for like an hour and a half to two hours and i couldn't get the ingredient to drop that i was looking for i just shut the game down i was like nah mm-mm. i want to be a data point on a report somewhere along with other data points on a report somewhere of people that booted up and were like this sucks i'm out because i want them to see that it's not a tantrum. It's just a, nope, mm-mm, this ain't it. And I guarantee you there's lots of other people that have done that, and then that communicates to Bungie that there's something wrong with that content. I did that with the Nightfalls in Vanilla Destiny 2 with the timer. I said this timer is dumb. We, we, we hated getting kicked to orbit in D1, and now we have another we have another element of getting kicked to orbit. And what did Bungie do? They walked it back. Why? Because Nightfall engagement was abysmal. People are like, this is stupid. I'm getting kicked to orbit because a timer bell goes off? <laughs> what? No. So, it's the best thing you can do. Just a hypothetical, says Gilly. At what point is an expansion or a season not worth doing? Where is it the point that you won't buy it? Do you ever see D2 getting to that point? At the cost of entry is so low, Gilly. Ignoring the expansions, I can't not buy an expansion. I, I played the game for too long. Can imagine not buying Witch Queen? Like, come on! I, I can't see a veteran not buying Witch Queen. That would be weird. You 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 can get indignant and upset and angry. There's no way they're building to this crescendo, and you're going to sit on the sidelines. There's no way. There's no way you're going to sit on the sidelines for Witch Queen. If you're talking seasons, <laughs> the cost of entry is so low. Like, I don't know. You'd have to really, really fall out of love with the game to be like, I'm not going to spend $10 to go have some fun. New story, some new guns, some new stuff. You know what I mean? I don't don't necessarily necessarily think that, that... that it'll ever get to a point where people are either, especially if you're a veteran player, it's going to be really, really hard for veterans to skip out on Witch Queen and Lightfall. Bungie's the king of roping you back in. They're the kings of it. They rope you back in. And the seasons are $10. So it's like, eh, let's see what's going on over here. In the world of gaming, that's just such a low co- That's just such a low barrier of entry. It's such a low barrier. Hang on. Uh, next question. Stasis is broken by design to encourage people to get the new DLC. They did a similar thing, albeit to a lesser extent, with Forsaken Supers. Do you think this causes more problems than good, since Bungie has to ultimately rein new Supers in, making players from all sides of the camp upset? See, your irritation and your passion, it, it feels so weird to say this, but it's a sign of health. Like, it's going to be weird to, 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 to hear this, but if your spouse annoys you, that's a sign of health. That means you're around them enough and you pay attention to them enough to be like, I cannot stand the way they cut their food or the way they the way they do X, Y, and Z. That's a sign of a relationship that has been long going enough that you're like, that's a sign of health in the relationship. The fact that you could even tell them that or chide them or tease them about it, right? My wife teases me about stuff all the time that only she knows about. What's well, a sign of health in the relationship? Things that I do that annoy her. I mean, if you if your spouse isn't telling you that the things you do annoy them, then I'd be worried because you do things that annoy them. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that 
in this relationship that we have with Bungie, our passion, complaint, and irritation, it's a sign of health. Like, dead games or games that are dying or games that are in trouble are games where everyone, like, throws up their hands and they're like, they just get apathetic. Obviously, people are concerned, right? They see Ass Across his video and he's like, I'm just tired. And it's like, people are maybe hitting that fatigue point. Now, they might want to blame Bungie or Decisions or Stasis or Crucible or Sunsetting, but maybe they're just diagnosing their own fatigue in general. You've been playing the game for a long dadgum time. I have never, ever, ever in the history of gaming, I have been playing video games since they were a thing, since the Coleco. I've been playing video games since their birth, basically. I've never played a game the way that I have played Destiny. No game had the staying power. It didn't. Even my favorite games that I really binged and went crazy on. Uh, you know, B- Borderlands 2 would be the, 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 the one that I, I, I remember playing that one more more than any other game I went crazy for it even that game I just it just runs out of gas eventually it just runs out of gas I've never played a game like this so to a certain extent you know we've been spending all this time talking about Bungie Bungie this and Bungie that Bungie couldn't plan for the future and Bungie didn't know what they're doing what if we turned the the, the microscope back around and looked at us and said we didn't even know what we wanted five years ago from this game, and we're acting like Bungie should have known what we were going to want. Like, we've played this game more and committed more of our time, passion, argumentation, and thought to this game than any other game in history. Like, aren't you doing something that you never really planned to do either, and so you're forming your expectations based around what? Like, it's it's based around essentially a desire that the game is fostered in you and that desire was fostered by a game that's really addicting and really satisfying so even our behavior to a certain degree is somewhat anomalous the only other games that most of us have played at this length are games that are built just with a stupid amount of endurance whether it's World of Warcraft or Elder Scrolls Online or something seasonally that took a long time to be mastered, like in Diablo 3. I just feel like we're not just on the precipice of like the front of the wave with Destiny. We're on the front of the wave with gaming in general. We play in a way that is that is new territory. No subscription free fee, and yet we play like it's our hobby. We're in it every day. We're, we're eating, breathing, sleeping Destiny. And, and some of this and some of this stems from that some of this stems from the idea that th- this game has borne in you a desire that can't be met isn't that you know what I'm saying it's like I'm not going to be crass but there are certain websites you can go to and watch videos of of uh, people engaging in things that you would only go and watch if you're over the age of 18 and those videos and that type of content can be very psychologically damaging to you and it can also create a desire and an expectation in you that won't be met in reality and so somehow this game did that to us to a certain degree it like it wove into you this idea and this expectation of a game that it's like man i don't i don't know is it that bunchy never delivers or is it that there's no way to really meet 
our elusive expectations like which is it it's probably a bit of both Bungie's made mistakes they've had bandwidth constraints like they've made lots of they've made lots of decisions over the years that have been pretty disappointing at times but it's one of those things it's like dude flip the microscope back around aren't you at the same time also suddenly forming expectations that were never verbalized five years ago and 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 now you just think that no they should be able to meet these expectations i don't know i am not doing the blame the player thing but we are playing a part in this song and dance as much as bungie is our expectations are coming from somewhere and a lot of the times i don't even think bungie like necessarily set those expectations it's the heightened experience it's like the game is so enjoyable we always want to stay at that high we always want to stay at that high we always want to stay at that level of like oh it has to stay up here this is like i don't know man it's one of the reasons why like when i would play a game like fortnite and i would get in a death rut Oh, it's so irritating because you know how fun it can be. You've had that high. You've had that dopamine hit of the 1v1 and you pulled it off. And then death, 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 fifth place, third place, third place, fifth place. And you get in that death rut and you're like, like you turn on it. You're like, I'm sick of this game. Like, because it's not delivering that, that heightened experience consistently. Apparently, we only need 22 more likes for a thousand likes. Thanks everybody for being here and helping us hit that goal today. You got on a pedestal? I'm not getting on a pedestal. I'm not at all. I th- I wasn't even talking down to people. I mean, I was simply saying, consider your own contribution to this conundrum. You can't act like this two-way street only has one car on it. Like we're on there too. We're contributing to the discussion. We've we've established you know certain levels of of uh, expectations that i i believe are in 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 many respects not necessarily ever going to be met it just some of it's beyond the scope of possibility i think within the realm of like what bungie has created up to this point i mean i guess i'll say this even in even in the wake of forsaken and that year with 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 Black Armory and Drifter and the rest, right? Even in that year, okay, they never really set the expectation. Like, where's this idyllic, where's this idyllic era in Destiny that has that that has set these expectations? Now I can already hear what Ashen's gonna type and what other people are gonna type. They're gonna be like, it's the potential, Lono. It's the potential. It's like we can just, we can see. Oh, we can see how good the game could be and it just never gets realized. That's fair. Because I see that too sometimes. I'm like, dadgummit, you guys are right there. Man, you are right there. <laughs> this game is like, just blow the lid off of it, man. There's so many things that I feel like if you guys would just tip over the edge, we would be in such a better place. It's, the ex- it's, it's, the, it's more the potential sometimes, I think, than anything. Potential to, or according to us? Well, of course, according to us. Of course. Because, like, the minute you get in the game and you get a taste for everything, you're like, oh, I want more of this. Oh, man, Bungie, you could have done this. You could have done that. You could put this over here. There'd be more for us to do. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Shell. Do you really think that stasis is the biggest issue in the Crucible crowd has to face? It seems like a lack of... Uh, 
of any meaningful change to maps, modes, weapons, armor, any true reinvigoration is more of a problem. Well, I think this is where a lot of people are trying to approach the discu- like the discussion. It's like it's like stasis yo what's good kind of fish you haven't seen in a while it's like they they could maybe stomach stasis if there was more stuff going on if there was something new new maps new modes whatever I think that's a total is it misnomer I don't know what to call that I don't think that's an accurate way to look at it I don't think if you suddenly had new modes and maps, we would be like, nah, it's totally fine. Everything's fine here. How are you? No. No. I think people would be just as frustrated. Because the maps become old, the maps become rote, and you get accustomed to them, and Bungie doesn't have a very good track record with new game modes. (laughs) Bungie does not have a very good track record with new game modes. Rift, Salvage, Breakthrough, Lockdown, uh, <laughs> even Countdown. I liked Countdown, but even Countdown was basically just search and destroy. Like, they, they don't, they don't have a very good track record with new game modes. So I'm not gonna sit here and act like that would fix it, uh, and neither would a couple of new maps. I don't think that would that would help us glide over how the Crucible feels right now. Scorched. Now, Scorched is fun, but Scorched is kind of a gimmick party game mode. It's not like a nuanced, new, thoughtful uh, game mode. Yeah, they should try Plunder. All we need is some balloons, Hilly. And you and I, dude, we'll start carrying people. You know, Destiny Plunder? Man, we'll be in. We'll be in there. Shell with another question. Stasis doesn't seem so hard to balance. Uh, This person, I don't know who this person is, released a video discussing how to fix stasis and it was the closest we would ever get to being fair if one player can figure this out in a week why is it so hard for Bungie to figure out the simple fixes is things like Shatter Dive still running rampant with respect I call this crucible content creator hubris and it's existed since Destiny 1 and they do it all of the time I don't know who this particular individual is um, and I don't like to promote lots of content creators because most of them all enjoy taking chunks out of me and preaching about me as if they knew me when none of them did. But most of the Crucible content creators fall into the trap of hubris. And they think that they've got it figured out. Right? I saw it happen all the time in D1. I would see well-known Crucible content creators send out a tweet and be like, all Bungie has to do is, and they'd do like a little checkbox... I'm sorry, a little checklist. And then they'd like, that'd be their tweet. And they'd get favorites and retweets. And man, Bungie's just so incompetent. You figured it out. Why can't they figure it out? (laughs) Where, Where is the part of my, right here. This part of my video right here. Different goals. Different goals. This is fundamentally what it is. The voices within the Crucible community continue to make it very clear that they and Bungie have two very different goals for the Crucible. Do you honestly think, after this many years, Bungie's just stabbing in the dark, and they're like, if only, if only we were as smart as those YouTubers out there, we would figure this out, and we just can't seem to do it. We're not as smart as they are. No, of course. I... (laughs) 
You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. When I say hubris, I don't even mean like an arrogant person that's like going on a tirade, Will Dill. They've bought into the idea that they know what's best for the Crucible and they know how to fix Crucible. And Bungie's like, <laughs> you, oh, it's funny. It's kind of funny. You think what you want for the Crucible is the same thing we want. That's funny. <laughs> It's ador- it's adorable. You've thought it for seven years and you still think it. Do you honestly think at their level, at their prowess, that they're that inept after all these years? Come on. It's by design. It's all by design. <laughs> they're not stumbling in the dark. And if only they would take the time to watch some of these crucible content creator videos, they'd figure these things out. Now, I agreed with Astacross. I would have I would be shipping builds to guys like Cheese Forever and stuff to trying to find like out of bounds stuff, exploits and things like that. That's entirely different. That's like going to the pros. You're going to go to the pros who know how to break your game and be like break this. We need to know where all the cracks are, right? But I I have an extremely hard time believing that Bungie just doesn't get it. They just don't get it. And if only they would listen to these crucible these crucible commentators. And the reason I can say this is I've been watching it happen since D1. All those guys, they would send out tweets and act like all they got to do is XYZ and the problem will be fixed. Do you know how often Bungie did XYZ? They almost never did. They just didn't do it. Did you ever stop to think that maybe they're not trying to appeal to those guys at all and they played the game at a level it was never intended to do? It just wasn't. You know what they do? They probably let... <laughs> they they let people like Deej play. He always talked about that. There was a time where everybody was ranting and raving about the shotgun meta in D1. And I forget where it happened or how he phrased it, but I'm going to paraphrase. He essentially said, we like to have stuff like this in the Crucible from time to time because of players like me. Because I just like to go in and get some of those easy kills. That's essentially what he said. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that reality. That those players are legion. Like They want to just go in and just do goofy stuff. They want to make an ice wall and slam the ground and see kills pop up. They want to. They want to. They want to do the the space magic dance. They want to do the space magic tango with you. I get it. I get it. There are people like Wish, and there are people like the guy in this question that you're asking me about, and even guys like Astacross, and they give fantastic feedback. They break down the game to its finest parts, and they comb over it all, and they come up with solutions and suggestions that are usually right on the money. But the idea that, like, all you have to do is these couple of things a lot of the times Bungie's going to look at that and be like that's just not in the purview of our goal for the crucible right now we're not really concerned about that for frick's sake look at what they actually did to shatter dive everybody's like they didn't actually nerf it it's barely noticeable i mean obviously that's subjective right some people might feel like no it actually is a little bit harder to use now but in general even that even that could have been just a form of like almost not lip service but almost like lip service like yeah we're nerfing shatter Shatter dive, so everybody will shut up about shatter dive. 
it creates a perception shift in the community less people use shatter dive because they heard it got nerfed they just they imagine it sucks because maybe they mess it up once or twice and they think oh it's because they nerfed it and then it lowers its 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 saturation levels in the crucible so i mean i i i have nothing but but well, I don't know if I have respect for some of these people because, again, I think a lot of these people have the integrity of a cockroach and they, they, they create the content and do everything they can to hurt people like they did me and others when the opportunity arises. So I don't really feel like defending most of them. But if they're going to break down the game to its finest parts and come over the math and come over the statistics and the numbers and, and, and make suggestions about what would fix this and what would fix that you always have to understand everybody comes from a place of what they think the crucible should look like everybody has that place and ultimately Bungie's vision for the crucible is the deciding factor their vision is the deciding factor so your feedback's great. It's, 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 it certainly is wonderful, but I, I've seen it time and time again over the years. And to think that like Bungie's inept and stupid and doesn't get it. And if they would just listen to these YouTubers and streamers, they'd get it all fixed. It's like, you're acting like this isn't all on purpose. Cause it, I think that it is. <laughs> That's the grand irony. Even their videos, even their videos of rage and anger against stasis is a part of the strategy and plan you are passively marketing the game for them you're saying stasis is broken busted it needs reined in the average player hears that and thinks that's my ticket to getting kills you're literally the thing that you hate is promoting purchases like it's all part of their strategy reaper how do you see something like D1's April update being released to not only fine-tune stasis, but also revamp all the light-based subclasses, UI, fragments? I guarantee you, Reaper, they're going to do this with a season. Because they want this to feel... This is really smart when they do this, by the way. Then your brain thinks that, like, oh, this season's really, really good. It's free. When they patch stuff, they're not charging you for a patch. But that's typically when they like to do it. And I would even see them couching it as, like, hey, we're adding some new fragments to stasis, so we're doing some tuning to stasis to make sure these things are, 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 are executed in a, in a good way. And then that's when they're going to rain... They're going to slowly rain stasis in every season. And they'll make... And they'll use fragments, like, new fragments will be the scapegoat for the changes and then you'll think oh stasis is a little bit better now this isn't as bad as it was and uh and then you'll you'll sort of your 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 brain will think of the season as you know having that value in it you didn't pay for it but you'll think that it'll be that way I thought about the April update and how well it was received. It was well received because there was literally nothing going on. We were starved for content, and so something free like that, I think, I think, um, you know, is it needed anymore? Because we get we get a new season every three months. Hilly says, "Do you think Bungie deliberately introduced a problem so they know what the community reaction will be and have the solution ready to go?" Aside from this latest patch, they have previously been slower to provide the solution uh, or next OP meta swing. Oh, you weren't here earlier, Hilly. I theorized that that those patch notes they had two weeks in. I basically was like, "Oh, that was all by design. They that was on purpose. They launched Beyond Light knowing that two weeks in they were going to tell us, "Hey, yeah, we we've got a planned patch for cru- for for Stasis in the Crucible." 
they they shipped it overpowered with a patch loaded and ready to go in the hopper that's why they literally told us that that patch speed wasn't going to be a normal interval like they can claim they went all hands on deck and like they made sure they was top priority they can claim that all they want i don't freaking believe them it was totally planned it it was a day one patch they punted two weeks out so it makes it seem like Bungie moved closer to us. Think about it like this. If they would have shipped it with the patch already baked in, you would have had nothing to measure it up against. You would have had nothing to measure it up against. You'd have just been like, Stasis is kind of crazy and I hate it. Instead, they gave you two weeks of hell and then they pulled you out. And you're like, oh gosh, this is so much better. It's, it's, cl- it's classic manipulation. <laughs> It's classic manipulation. Yeah, that's what I said, Ochi. There was no way they were like, yeah, almost a five-second freeze duration is totally fine. No, it was on purpose. (laughs) It's totally on purpose. Jock Doctor, off-topic question. Why do we keep getting so many blue gear at max level? Take Div 2, for example. At endgame, you basically only get high-end gear, giving a higher chance of getting not-forgettable loot to drop from the rolls that you want. See, this is why slot leveling would be so beautiful, because you would need infusion fodder, because that's essentially what those items are. They're infusion fodder. They're giving you items so that you can infuse them into other items, and like that's essentially why that's there. If they went to slot leveling, do you want to know what they could do? Oh, man, it would be phenomenal. You want to know what they could do? They could stop dropping blues, start dropping more purples, and then that's just greater generosity and loot drops for all the items that you're actually trying to chase. Instead of having blues cluttering up the loot pool needlessly... If you go to slot leveling, you don't need infusion fodder. Infusion fodder is stupid anyway. So then the blues aren't needed. You kick the blues out of the game, and then you turn all the blues into legendaries, and now you're feeling like it's more rewarding. Every purple is worth looking at. It might be a gun roll that you're looking for. Might be a thing. It might be a, a decent stat roll. I don't know. Like, you have to get to a point where you just say blues are serving no purpose right now when I see a blue on the ground it's it's tra- it's a literal piece of trash I'm like why is it even there it's not even exciting it's almost an eyesore <laughs> it's almost an eyesore blues fill gaps now eh, make legendaries fill gaps go to slot leveling I don't know make them make them fill gap with, with with legendaries and then just go to slot leveling so every drop that levels that slot raises it so you don't need to infuse it's just constantly moving it up just by playing I, that's how games work right you play and the level just keeps going up <laughs> so alright if you're in the audience right now usually when I end Q&A a lot of people sort of take the rest of the day and they bounce if that's you I appreciate you supporting the stream. Hit like on the way out. Hit the subscribe and the bell button on the way out. For everybody else, I'm not shutting down. I'm going to stay live. So stick around. Keep pressing like and subscribe if you haven't already. As always, if you're listening elsewhere, you can catch us live at sntrlive.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.